heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week we're starting our playthrough of City of Mist. For those not in the know, City of Mist is on Kickstarter right now. It's a noir superhero RPG that combines everything that's great about Apocalypse World with everything that's great about Fate. City of Mist allows players to focus themselves on the fiction by using power tags instead of stats. Tags operate a lot like aspects in Fate. They're core principles of your character that help you when you're making die rolls. Doing any action in City of Mist means you're searching your character sheet for appropriate power tags to your action. Once you've found all the abilities that you have that would be able to help you out on a certain roll, you roll the old Apocalypse 2d6 and see if you can get 10 plus... 7 to 9, or the dreaded 6 and below. City of Mist has a lot of neat mechanical tricks, all wrapped up in a gorgeous dark city full of secrets that will lead you to pulpy, high-intensity action. As I said, City of Mist is on Kickstarter now, and they will be until November 24th. I highly recommend everyone follow the link in the show notes to go check out the Kickstarter page, look at the art, and see why I want this beautiful game on my shelf. There you'll also be able to find the link to the free quick start rules. Before we get started on the episode, I want to remind everyone that this week Kat and I are just coming back from Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey. I haven't been yet as I'm recording this, but I know I had a lot of fun meeting the wonderful designers that attended. And I'll be looking forward to meeting all the wonderful people who are going to attend a Catacon, November 11th through 13th in Dayton, Ohio. Finally, before we get started, I'd like to thank our Patreon backers. With all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, we're going to meet our party for this week. First up, a voice that is familiar to everybody, Cat Cool. Hey, James. Welcome back to One Shot. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you back for this one. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has been kind of a while. Yeah. And also, this game is like two things that you're a big fan of. Yeah, this it is. is. It's a, a game that I've been pretty excited about ever since you sent me uh, some pretty bad uh, phone pics of it. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, those were great phone pics. Okay. I took really good photos sure. on my phone. Please stop saying phone pics. Phone pics. Phone pics. This is a superhero noir Ooh-hoo-hoo. RPG. And to get us started, Kat, I want to know a little bit about your character. Oh, no. Postmortem? Yeah. Uh, postmortem's Can you the best. Tell me about Postmortem. Uh, okay. So I play a game called Overwatch a lot. Uh, Kat, we were talking about Postmortem. Why, why are you bringing up Overwatch? Because. If Widowmaker and Reaper had a baby, it would be postmortem. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, she was a, a person once who had a life, but mm-hmm. none of that matters now hmm. because Helix Labs took her at one point and, and killed her and did a bunch of experiments. And she doesn't remember anything of her past life or what she was before she is now this killing machine and assassin. And she has a list. And it's not good, James. A list of what? A list of names. Oh, boy. Are there names on that list? There are names on that list. Yep. Oh, boy. And she needs to go through those names to discover her secret past. Yeah, that's that's what's going on here. And find out who she once was. Who she once was. Great. That sounds exactly like a thing that you would love. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Uh, So next up, we have another voice that's familiar to you because you heard her complaining about phone pics earlier in this conversation, (laughs) and that's Liz Anderson. Stop sending me your phone pics. (laughs) I will never stop sending you pictures of phones. No. (laughs) You could buy this phone or this phone. Uh, Stop. I have a phone. This phone looks like Garfield. No, but I have a phone. (laughs) Uh, Liz. I hate you. (laughs) 
Uh, you're you're still like dipping your toe into the world of RPGs. Yeah, you you played a few now. I true yes. The answer is yes, but the actual like understanding of RPGs is still <laughs> very far off. The, the funny thing is, there are people out there who understand games like very well, have been playing for years, mm-hmm. who have not played as many games as you have. Oh, isn't that interesting? Uh, I I liken it to like having a, a a dad who's like, hey, do you want to learn how to ride a bike? But he's still holding the bike behind you. <laughs> the, like, oh, no, I've ridden a bike. No, you haven't. Someone, <laughs> someone's been holding your bike. Liz Anderson calling out those poser kids who have never really ridden <laughs> No, bike. I'm saying you're the dad who's <laughs> holding my bike. No, I know. I know. You're, you're just, like, calling out those kids, putting them on your level. Yeah. Fuck uh, you, kids. <laughs> Liz, who are you going to be playing? Uh, I'm playing Excalibur, and literally her personality description is rich old bitch. Ooh. It sounds to me uh, she is a um, very wealthy, kind of middle-aged dilettante who is very – she's an activist for social change. She's she's Batman, uh, but, like, old. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but – if if Batman like loved to wear heels, but would rather just spend her money instead of forcing her will upon the people, but uh, <laughs> uh, she has a charitable foundation. She has a dysfunctional family, and she's trying to be like the the head of the the rule of the city through her feminine wiles, but also secret powers. Ooh. Ooh. What superpower does she have? She has this. Uh, she has a weapon that's a bracelet, a beautiful bangly bracelet that can literally turn into any weapon in the world, Ooh. which is stupid. <laughs> Why does this exist? <laughs> but yeah, so but she only uses it sometimes because once she reveals it, then you should people know. People but, would know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, we have another voice that's just familiar. Yeah. You'll know him as the Dungeon Master on Dungeon Rats. Oh, yes. That's Pat O'Rourke. Hey, James. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm so excited to be playing this with you, Pat. I am very excited, too. Uh, Pat. I didn't get any phone pics of it. No um, phone pics. And if you ever find a Garfield phone, please send it my way. I will definitely do that. Uh, Pat, you were actually in the studio when we first unboxed this. Exactly. That's the only reason I got this invite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but Pat, who are you going to be playing for us? Uh, Declan Lestrange. Ooh. Ooh, did I say his last name right? Le- yeah, Lestrange. 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 Yeah, right. Popularized yeah. by Harry Potter. Yeah, is that where it's from? I was wondering. I think so. There's a Bellatrix. Per- Bellatrix. Bellatrix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, my favorite quality of uh, of Declan is that he's dubious. He's a dubious <laughs> antique dealer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a gunslinger. So, you know, they go hand in hand perfectly. Uh, he's just like an, you know, older middle-aged guy looking for answers. Looking in so every... sad Indiana Jones. Yeah, he is sad Indiana Jones. Like, if Indiana Jones never got to teach a class, that's, that's, that's Declan. <laughs> he's got good facial hair. Oh, thank you. Welcome. You don't take credit for no. This is who I am now. <laughs> he's he's already role playing. Yeah. Then in that case, I've got tremendous cans. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> Look at these honkers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, good taste in furs. I know. Anyway, uh, I have quite the widow's peak. Of course you. Oh, do. get it. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, with that, I think it's time for us to get started. My first question is: Which one of you would like to play the victim? I would love to. Okay. I would so, love to be the uh, lovely, uh, rich, 
woman who was bringing the detectives to her mansion because yeah. something was stolen. Unfortunately, okay. Liz, <laughs> the meaning of that question is slightly different. Uh, in the first scene, you will not be playing hmm. uh, your character. Instead, you are a young man. Uh, and it was mid-twenties, handsome, strong, speeding down a highway that uh, cuts around the city at night. You are a little bit nervous, drumming your fingers on the steering wheel of your sports car. What are you driving, Liz? Oh, uh, uh, a real a murdered-out PT Cruiser. Murdered-out <laughs> PT Cruiser. I'm assuming murdered-out means covered in juggalo paraphernalia. No, it's like it's that thing where it's like matte black. Okay. That's what it's called. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. It's you... still trash. It's still absolutely trash. It's just absolutely well, hey, now. Come trash on. vehicle. <laughs> we... Never mind. Is your vehicle... Is... At what point in your life? Is no, your... Just I... when? What years? Uh, let, let's move on. Is your uh... Prius murdered out? I'm going to get a murdered out Prius. Yeah. If I weren't yeah. married, it would be murdered out. Oh, man. <laughs> so, you're in a murdered out Prius, a speeding no, no, down wait, No, highway. I'm the PT Cruiser. You're the PT Cruiser. That's right. You're not saving any money on gas. Nope. Um... But my surfboards. <laughs> Speeding down the highway at night, drumming your fingers against the wheel when you see the headlights behind you. They're distinct because they're bright and red. Oh, no. You've seen them around town before. At first, you thought it was your mind playing tricks on you. But now mm. you know that it's real on this highway, completely unoccupied, uncharacteristic for this city. Mm-hmm. You feel like you can hear the engine of the car behind you as those headlights get closer and closer. What do you do? So I'm on the highway. I, I don't want to show weakness or mm-hmm. anything like that. So I slowly, I don't peel away, but I slowly try to speed up a little bit, but also keep towards the shoulder so I can make an exit quickly if I need to. Excellent. <laughs> you throttle up. Uh, we can see uh, the RPMs on your engine uh, nearing a red line mm-hmm. as you uh, speed up on the highway. Slowly, slowly, the speedometer climbs up. You, at first, are doing 60, jumps up to 70, 80. You're nearing 90 miles per hour. Because this goes around a city, you know you're coming up on a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, And you can feel that the situation is already one that's out of control, already one that you can't believe you got yourself into. And those red headlights are getting closer and closer. What's his next action? What does he do? Oh, boy. Um, So he's going around the the corner city, like to the tip of the peninsula. Exactly. Going all the way back up. He is going to do something very foolish and try and do a U-turn through the median to go the other way. Mm. Try and spin the other car off of the highway. All right. All right. Is he doing a handbrake turn? Yeah. All right. I'm going to need a roll. I like that Liz... Elected. That, that was not the die. That was not the die. You rolled. you rolled the one. You rolled the one. So that is a seven. You go for the handbrake. You've seen this on television mm-hmm. so many times, and you hit the turn. We cut to a helicopter shot of your car as it starts to slide into the turn. But then, of course, because this is real life and not a television show, the spinning continues. You are now spinning out of control. The The cruiser has a terrible center of gravity. The world around your car is a blur of lights uh, from the highway Mm -hmm. and, of course, that flashing red because it's spinning around you, those red headlights. 
you crash into a divot in the median and the car rolls over. You fade in and out of consciousness. You can see in front of you your airbag has deployed. Some blood is running down your face because of the impact of the airbag. And it's hard to get your wits about you to take in the world around you. What do you do? First, I try to check to see if the headlights are still anywhere near. You being upside down, seat belted into your car. Mm-hmm. Or did your dude wear a seatbelt? No, of course okay. not. Okay. So uh, he went through the windshield. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so like I'm face down on the asphalt. You're face down. Th- th- not on the asphalt. You're, you're in the divot in the medium. Yeah. So like there's this grassy divot. You can feel uh-huh. the cold touch of the grass on your skin. You can see your car. Uh, a wreck uh, right in front of you. There's smoke and steam coming up from it. Uh, mm-hmm. The headlights are still on. The horn is is going Blank. at like a regular pace. Um, but you look around and you can't see the red headlights. It's just the vacuous darkness mm-hmm. around you. I start to run. So you get up, unsteadily get to your feet and start to run. <laughs> And feeling it like behind broken leg, you. pulling it. Feeling it behind you, you hear the rumble, the pulse of the mighty engine as it roars down the street. Without turning, you know it's there. Your world starts to become red as the headlights bear down on your position. It gets closer and closer. You're trying to hobble your way out of the way, and we cut. We cut to the office of Declan Lestrange. Dubious antique stealer. <laughs> it's on his door. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it says. He's he dubious. Underneath it, the catchphrase, let's get dubious. <laughs> He's going to make it happen. It's going to happen. What, what does your office look like? Uh, it's very wooden. A lot of dark woods. And um, like old dress, dressers and um, beds and uh, stuff that would have been around for, you know, everything's like 150 years old at least. Mm-hmm. It's antiques. Yeah. So, and it's my favorites that deck out the office. Is it well organized? No. It looks like it was at one point. It's like he's trying to get organized, but he just can't make it happen. It's not very well curated. Yeah, exactly. So there's like filing cabinets. The doors are just open. Hmm. You have the sign on closed. You're like, you know, tidying up a little bit around the shop or maybe finishing uh, a a delivery meal that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear Pad thai. A pad thai. You're yeah. finishing up some pad thai out of the uh, styrofoam container that it arrived in. When you hear a knock at the door of your shop. Hello? We're closed. You see the silhouette of a woman underneath the uh, street lamp outside. Uh, she appears to be bundled up against the cool fall weather that's fallen over the city right now. She's in her early to mid-twenties, from what you can tell. She's got blonde hair, uh, fine jewelry and makeup. She doesn't appear to be from around this section of the city. She's clearly gone out of her way. Hello? Um, hello, is anyone there? Yeah, I'm here. Do you need something dubious? (laughs) Um, she uncomfortably, uh, holds one of her arms closer to her body, um, as she speaks through the door. Uh, you can see some steam rising from her mouth as the chill is setting in. I go to, I'm walking up to the door 
and uh, I, I like crack it open. I'm afraid nothing like that. Uh, I, I can pay you for your services, um, but I, I don't need to buy anything. You don't want any of these? And then I swing the door open. Antiques? <laughs> she steps in. Uh, she's definitely in her mid-twenties. Like You can now see uh, that she is wearing very fine clothing. She's got a fur coat. That's definitely not something that many people sport these days. On her ears, she's got pearl earrings and a necklace to match. Uh, she's got impeccably applied makeup. It's colors that all match the tone of her skins, uh, of, of her skin, her multiple skins, My skins! because she is a Sheltie. Um, it's late, though, right? It is late. The makeup, you can tell by her makeup uh, that this is a professional look. Uh, she's not here to impress anyone romantically. Uh, she's here to appear tough and assertive. Mm -hmm. um, so you're a lawyer or something? Well, they did say you were good. Hey oh. <laughs> Do you mind if I smoke? No, not at all. Can I uh, bum one? It's an e-cigarette. No, 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 thanks. I don't vape. Uh, she pulls out a, a cigarette. It's black. Um, she takes a drag, and it lights up blue on the end. Smoke fills the air around her. Um, you can see that she is quite beautiful. Uh, yes, I am a lawyer. That's not why I'm here either. I was hoping, I was hoping that you might be able to identify something for me. Ah, uh, an old family heirloom? Mm, nothing quite like that. Oh. Uh, her hand's shaking now. Are you sure this place is secure? Yes. I, I do dubious things here literally all the time. You're not one to fill someone with confidence, are you, Mr. Lestrange? Listen, in the end, I can only rely on myself. Fair enough. She pulls out a small package mm. um, and places it on the table in front of you, turns away from it. And she takes another deep drag of her cigarette. You can see that she's shaking a little bit. I need you to tell me if you recognize anything about the thing inside or if you know someone who might so cautiously like with one hand like open it to peek inside so you look inside the package um and what you see is a small silver object um it's got a strap of leather uh, strung through it um it looks like it's uh very utilitarian you can tell immediately just by looking at it that it's old. Uh, if you would like to investigate it, I'll need you to make an investigate roll. I would love to. Um, so I'm an archaeologist. That's one. Um, and smuggling. Yeah, I'd say smuggler. You could you could identify anything by would, that. Would Is, my business connections help me at all here? Business connections might say make a roll, and you have three power tags that apply. Uh, that's a seven that's plus a the three. That is a ten. So uh, for investigate, uh, so you get to ask me a question about the subject or you can ask. Yeah, so you can ask me a question about the subject and I must answer truthfully. So, But I don't know what this is, do I? Well, if you ask me, I can answer it for you and you will. 
Oh, so I'm asking you the... You're asking me as the GM. GM. Okay, and your character her. can uh, supply the information. Yeah, so what is this? This appears uh, to be part of a riding bridle. Um, something that would be used hundreds of years ago. Mm. Perhaps even the 16 or 1700s. And so that's what I get for that role? Yes. So she's asking me... Do do to, you recognize it? Do you understand yeah. what it is? Yes, I do. It's a couple hundred years old. It's a What was it called? A riding bridle. A riding bridle? A riddle. A riddle. A riddle. <laughs> I've seen these before. Thanks to my various business connections. I've come to you because my fiancé disappeared a few nights ago. They found his car flipped over on the highway just outside the city. He... He must have been driving and gotten out confused, disoriented in some way. They couldn't find evidence of anything beyond the crash, and that left just near the scene, probably about 10, 20 feet away. Hmm. Was he a collector? He wasn't. My fiancé was a lot of things. He was a businessman, a philanthropist, a kind soul, but he had no interest in antiques or oddities. The police marked it as unimportant evidence hmm. and just put it away in their lockers. I I think there's something more going on here. Uh, and I, I had my connections get this out of evidence and I brought it to you because I've heard you're the sort of person that helps people. I do. Is it dangerous? It could be. Well, I can't let danger daunt me on my search for the truth. That's from the character sheet. <laughs> I've worked numerous of them in. Danger <laughs> um, I can pay you whatever your rate is. Okay. I, anything. If if you bring him back alive, that's that's all I want. And if he if has to be alive, no. Okay. If I can't have that, I want I want you to bring the man who did this to him to justice. Okay. I can do that. I have to do that. Outside the law, if necessary. Do you understand what I'm asking for, Mr. Lestrange? Let's get dubious. <laughs> uh, cut to uh, a call later mm-hmm. to uh, Declan's uh, direct line from the uh, the owner and writer of... Darkwing Duck. Hey, yes, hello. so hi. Uh, we keep on calling you about this. You cannot use "Let's Get Dubious." It's way too close. What are you talking about? It's very close to our catchphrase. What's your catchphrase? Let's get dangerous. Oh yeah, but I'm way older than you are. But that's not. Age has nothing to do with copyright. But I've been law. using it my whole life. But I, you, you are profiting Listen, off of our intellectual property. I can't Please. start saying let's get dangerous. Okay, though. we're going to serve you papers. In, I'm not a the, dangerous okay. antiques dealer. I'm a dubious antiques dealer. But it's, dealer. The, it's not, it, the, the content isn't the thing. It's the fact that it's very close to our property and you're profiting off of our intellectual property. So should I start talking about Darkwing Duck no, when I say it? No, don't, don't just stop. Should I source them? Just find something else to do. Okay. Find anything else to do. All right, love you, bye. Love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> love you too. The phone hangs up. The dial tone starts. You've got the object sitting on the counter of your 
somewhat maintained antique store. What do you do? Or do you have other questions for? I'd want to investigate it to see if it, if I know it, does it connect with anybody I know or um, how it connects to like the broader world I'm living in? Yeah, immediately you think through uh, the people that you know, people who might be able to help you with this, people who would be able to make heads or tails of a 16 to 1700s riding bridle. Mm. And one name comes to mind, Excalibur. Mm. That rich bitch. Liz, what is the civilian name for your character? Frambois. Oh my. <laughs> Frambois Carter. Frambois Madame Carter. Madame Frambois. Madame Frambois Carter. Frambois okay. Carter. If, is Frambois a female name? Is I truly do not know. Oh. Okay. Uh, cool. Frambois <laughs> Carter. Uh, more, mainly. Madame. And if it's a male name, her parents always wanted her. You know, right? whatever. Male and they... Madame no. Carter is the, the street name. But Good mostly everyone, everyone calls me that old bitch. <laughs> I love her. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Madam Carter. So I call her? Yeah, uh, you can call her. I, since this is uh, noir-inspired, I recommend personal visits. Sure. I think those are the best. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Madam Carter's house. What does it look like as you roll up? Do you have a vehicle that you're driving up in? Yeah. Uh, a Lincoln big white Lincoln. Good lord. <laughs> In your city apartment. You can never park that. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, he's got a big white Lincoln. Like, um, I don't know my lines of cars well enough, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. One of those yeah, big it's old a luxury car. car. Yeah. yeah, big yeah. old luxury car. Pulling up to an even bigger, more luxurious house. Yeah, what what does what does uh, Framboise Mansion look like? Oh, it's way out of the city. Mm-hmm. Pretty far out. She has a penthouse, of course, but most of the time she spends her time in like she has a bunch of acreage that she hosts events at and also is conveniently located on top of some uh, natural reserves of like perhaps uh oil or perhaps coal no one really knows what is on her property Mm -hmm. uh but she has this big long driveway that you have to drive through miles and miles of just fields to get to her house gas bills are killing me (laughs) Uh, so I want to cut to, Pat, an internal monologue as we see uh, you driving past field after field, passing in front of the vision of your white Lincoln as it's going. Uh, what are you thinking about the case right now? What do you know? I can give you the victim's name if that would help you. Yeah. What is the victim's name? The victim's name is Abraham Brombones Van Brunt. Just slow. So I'm thinking to myself, what kind of trouble must have Abraham gotten himself into to warrant such a fate? Tell us who Abraham was. You can make that up. Okay. I was like, I don't... You were empowered to do that. You, like, you looked into these people. So Katrina, Van Tassel, high-powered lawyer. Abraham, I described him as a businessman and philanthropist. You can fill in any details that I didn't provide. Abraham has been putting a lot of money to a lot of different philanthropic institutions. Maybe too much money. Maybe you put too much money into the Red Cross. They're already huge. They got a lot of connections. Who did the Red Cross cross to get Abraham in trouble? And with that thought, you pull up in front of the Van Tassel Mansion. 
Again, uh, Liz, what is the exterior of this? Or the not exterior. Van Tessel. It, the, what was your character's last? It's Frambois, Frambois uh, Carter. Carter. Madam Carter. Yeah, you pull up in front of Madam Carter's estate. Uh, the estate is under construction. It's being modernized. Uh, so they're trying to install electric lights, but currently there's none. So there's a bunch of scaffolding on the outside. Very spooky. No one's working right now since it's the weekend. And inside, it's all candlelight and fireplaces. <laughs> oh, my because God. Because they're just installing everything right now. So she's just been living in a cold mansion waiting for everything to be perfect. Good. Um, so you pull up to the front door of the mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I get out of my car and mm-hmm. I start walking up to the front door. I recognize uh, the uh, door knockers as antiques. I, I immediately have some respect for Madam. I'm like, she's got great taste in door knockers. And then I knock. Uh, some One of my people opens the door. Uh, hello? Hi, uh, I'm looking for Madam Carter. She should be expecting me. I'm not aware that Madam Carter had a two o'clock. Um, well, she does. If you can go get her, that'd be great. Bring him in, Jerry. Right away, Madam. He pulls back the door. Um, light pours into the dark mansion, seedily lit with candles and fire. Even though the light from outside is coming in, you can still see the flames dance across her eyes and the reflection. This is Madame Framboise Carter, Excalibur. (laughs) Declan, I told you if we're going to come back around here, you either bring $10,000 or a stronger tongue. Oof. (laughs) 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 Well, I brought neither. Oh, Jerry, how would you go get fetch him? uh, What was it? uh, What's your poison? Whiskey? Yes. Straight? Yes. Whiskey straight and then... Just regular rubbing alcohol for me. (laughs) (laughs) Right away, madam. Jerry disappears from sight into the shadowy bowels of the mansion. I need to inspect some hallways. Please walk with me. Okay. Hey, what do you know about... And I pull the bag out. I, like, Mm -hmm. open it. What do you know about this? Hmm. Looks like what I have used in a more social setting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe uh, perhaps not as old or dirty make a roll uh, for investigation and apply any power tags you think are okay. uh, applicable to this again this is an old writing bridle old writing bridle um, uh, family friends in high places probably means that I have yeah. like I've, I know rich people things exactly and also uh and that's probably it. Otherwise, like, detecting bullshit, but there's probably not any bullshit here, but we'll see. Ooh. Ooh. Quite a roll. So that's 12. You can ask me any question about this object. I must answer truthfully. So I know that it's a bridal. Mm-hmm. I would also like to know who it belongs to. Hmm. So after looking over it uh, for a few minutes, uh, you see initials uh, printed into the silver on the bottom. So you see monogrammed initials uh, that are stamped into the bottom of it uh, Mm -hmm. that confirm the suspicion that you held as soon as you had your eyes on it. Revere is the last name. So do I know this person? You'd have to confirm with your sources, but Paul Revere was a silversmith. 
Oh, ooh, like the Paul Revere. The Paul Revere. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I know silver and things. yes, you know silver. And on this unnamed East Coast city, it's not uncommon for <laughs> colonial artifacts to cross your table every now and then. Well, Declan, I'm somewhat disappointed in you. Why? You should know what you have stumbled upon something very valuable. Oh, have I? One if by land, two if by me. Am I right? <laughs> yes. It's Paul. It, it belonged to Paul. Paul Revere. <laughs> Paul. Oh, Revere. Paul Revere, the uh, the guy who rode the horse. Yes. <laughs> that's what. That's what this is. Do you think that this is from the horse he rode? Well, I would have to confirm, but I am well versed in Mister Revere's items. Ooh. I've been collecting myself. What on earth was this doing at a crash site? crash site oh i didn't tell you that part no you haven't told me literally nothing <laughs> you, you handed me a bag and walked into my home uh, very dubious of me no i don't think that's what that means uh coming back into the room is uh her her uh i guess personal assistant is what they call it these days her butler um with two drinks on a tray mm-hmm. Uh, he waits for you to take them, and then he bows his way out of sight once more. Uh, I take the rubbing alcohol and pull up my dress where I have a little cut, and Ooh. that's where I'm showing off my leg. And oh, yeah, the cut we, we that get that shot of your leg going up on some furniture as you... Go on, tell me what's happening. Oh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the ancients do something, and I'm going to find out what. <clears throat> What was that? Nothing. <laughs> Just pepping myself up. Uh, Tell me what so, this whole hubbub so, is about, because I have lots of things to attend to. This beautiful woman, her name is Katrina, came mm. by my office, and her boyfriend's gone missing. All right. And at the crash site that he was at, All right. uh, there was this. And this is the only piece of evidence we have to go off of. Hmm. And we're, I'm looking for him. Oh. Hopefully okay. alive. Do you want to come with no, me? No. Oh, Declan. <laughs> spent many hours together solving our own mysteries of the universe. Why should I engage with you in this other one? You never seem to finish what you started. Oh, or finish boy. at all. And <clears throat> there is one compelling reason that you might. Uh, cases like this do occasionally cross your desk, and that's because of the mythos. The strange force that provides you with your fantastic powers as well as Excalibur with hers. Uh, every time you come across a case like this, you know that there is some deeper mystery. Yes. There's a mystery out there, and I'm going to solve it. Oh, always chasing those waterfalls, are we? Yeah. Well, what did you say the young man's name was? Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. What was his last name? <laughs> I did write it down. <laughs> Van Brunt. Van Brunt. Van Brunt would be the last name. Abraham. Bob. Abraham Van Brunt. He's helped me quite a bit with my with my charitable foundation. The Red Cross? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst other things. He's a very... A- I'm very active in the charity community, and so is Abraham. Yes. Is he all right? No. Well, he's missing. Maybe dead. It's very dubious. Huh. So you know him. Madam. I know him very well, and he would be a great loss to our city if he were gone. I'll help you. 
For a price, of course. Oh, yes? Mm-hmm. And what's the price? Oh, I've been eyeing several pieces of yours for quite some time. You know that. A certain one in particular. Hmm. The piece I... is your penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excalibur! <laughs> I love <you>. We'll see. <laughs> oh, I'll see. Your penis. I'll see it. <laughs> oh. Oh, Declan. Let's get dubious. (laughs) How about I I suppose it's time to go on the road then? Yes. I'm not sure where to, but I definitely want to get out of this house. (laughs) It's like the paintings like are all watching you. Yeah. They're gonna see my penis too. (laughs) How about I'll go get prepared and you think of our next move? Hmm. Thanks for that. I most definitely will. Hmm. I walk out of the room. So I have premonitions. Mm-hmm. Can I use a premonition right now? Yeah, you can absolutely use a premonition. So do I roll and see what kind of... Yeah, so this would be an investigation roll, again, applying uh, applicable power tags. Okay, so so premonitions, archaeologist again? No. I mean, right now, I mean, so you're just like trying to find more information yeah. to figure out your next move. Yeah. Sure. Hey, look at that. 12. Boom. Nice. Cool. So when she steps out of the room, it's you alone with the bridle. Now, knowing the history of this object, uh, you feel a deeper connection to to it. Uh, it calls out to you. And we can see the candlelight and flames uh, flickering, mixing with the walls and the world around you. It's almost as if the wood itself is melting away like candle wax. As you focus in on the silver of this object, you see the stamp of Paul Revere branded into it. Um, Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. That the the rhyme starts going through your head. Whispering voices <gasps> fill your head with information. And suddenly you are in the body of a young man riding down a road. And you see those horrible red headlights behind you. It gets closer and closer. There's a crash. There's chaos. Your car flips over. And while you're flying through the windshield of your car, because you did not buckle your (laughs) seatbelt, you see streaking down the highway a dark black vehicle with red headlights and a driver silhouetted in the night there you can tell just the detail of their skin their skin is a ghostly pale white and on the side of the car you see the you see you see what should be the modeler make you don't recognize it Declan is somewhat of an auto enthusiast he knows a lot about different cars that's why he chose the Lincoln Continental for his personal vehicle it combines the class and sophistication of a man of his station with the luxury that he deserves. And you see the symbol for Helix Labs, a shady local business. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa! And you're back. Whoa! <laughs> Madam, are you ready to go yet? <laughs> I just had a wild premonition. I'm on the other side of the, of the house. <laughs> Madam! 
Jesus Christ, Declan! Uh, I'm ready to go. I finished my drink. Uh, <laughs> Let's get out of here. You are an actual child. You are an actual, <laughs> actually a child. No, uh, I'm not. I come around the corner. I'm in uh, full driving gear. Oh, oh. headscarf and sunglasses. And Jerry's giving me my bag full of, uh, you know, secrets. My bag of secrets. And uh, our, I think, um, should I suggest we go see? Uh, postmortem i believe yeah that and how how would you like to introduce having her because you know she's a hired assassin she's an angel of vengeance um but she's also afflicted by the mythos in the same way that you and declan are declan i anticipate this is going to get rather messy and i'd rather not put my hands in something i would rather not i think we need someone who is used to Making a mess. Mm. I, I hear what you're putting down. Do you? Yeah. I want you to say what you think I'm saying. <laughs> you don't want to get your hands dirty, so we need to hire or find a cleanup person. <laughs> okay, kind of. Uh, well, uh, Jerry, bring the car around. Already done, ma'am. All right, and throw Declan's car in the trash. You know what? That's a Lincoln <laughs> gun and I'm All right, we're going to wait. Already done, man. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> All right, as long as you get me a new murdered out one. <laughs> I'll murder you out. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Jerry holds the door open to, uh, <laughs> to Excalibur's restored 1938 Rolls-Royce Phantom. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I get it. Suicide doors. <laughs> <laughs> 1938 suicide door. <laughs> well, it does. Yeah, the phantoms really? do. Mm-hmm. Don't they? I I don't know if they have suicide doors. I believe the phantoms do. Those are the ones do. that go up. Oh, they they go like Zoom. this or this, <laughs> not this. I believe they go like this. Great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get in the car and start our long journey down my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> So what's, um, like, the miles per gallon you get in this thing? Oh, I don't know. I only need fuel for my own body. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm workshopping the, the car puns. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't drive that often. Right. So I'm I'll, I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying. I'll help you out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> where does postmortem hang out? Uh, she, I think she lives, she mostly, when she's off the clock, hangs out in the warehouse that she lives in. All right, so you guys head over to the docks, and we see your car pulling up in front of a warehouse through the scope of a gun. Um, Kat, what are they doing as they get out? How does how does Excalibur get in contact with you? Um, well, so they're bickering. Yes, yeah. No, I'm making a sweet pun. I, I've opened how, the, I've okay, opened but the how door. How sweet do you think it is? Oh, it's super sweet. I have the door open, and I go, yes. it's not a jar, it's a door! But I want I want sex ones. That's oh. I want sex puns. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, next time. All right. Uh, we get off, like, it's very quiet. You hear some seagulls chirping. Uh, yeah, that's what seagulls <laughs> the do. They chirp. <laughs> uh, uh, my heels on the wooden docks. We, we don't talk because it's getting very spooky. So you come up to the door yeah. and knock on it. There's silence. And you knock again. Hold yourself. Very quiet. Y'all, what's up? Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 
<laughs> Jesus Christ! She's standing Whoa. back behind you. With God damn it! Her. God damn it! <laughs> that really revved me up. Do we know her name? What? Well, what? What would you tell them to call you? Postmortem. Postmortem. Post. I swear it. I swear to God. Excalibur. What's What's going on? We. I told you to call before you just show I up. I don't like it. I don't like cell phones. I don't like tracing my steps back to where I've gone before. And also, I, I don't know I gave you a burner. Oh, texting is hard. It's very hard. My fingers are very long. And my fingernails. I told you. They're like super reinforced. I, uh, post, this is Declan. Hello. Declan. Good to see you. N- nice to see you. I hear you're a cleanup person. Uh, define? I don't. Did you tell people that I... I told him nothing. I don't clean up after people. I'm not one of your maids. I mean, it would be really helpful it's if you It's not. Could. <laughs> no. If you, all right. I'll just keep on asking, and then you'll... It's say, never going to happen. Okay, I'll just keep on asking. Uh, can we come inside? If I'm going to be moist, I'd rather do it by choice. <laughs> Welcome to my home. Declan blushes. <laughs> uh, Postmortem's warehouse is very bare bones that she doesn't... Um, it just has like lots and lots and lots of guns. And then, um, yeah, I can get you some nice furniture to put those in. No need. And then, um, lots of barrels of ion nine batteries of ion. What do you think it comes in? It's ill defined. (laughs) I I think it's in glowing blue tubes. Perfect. Cool. Um, lots of blue tubes. Yeah. Oh, I see if you've uh, cleaned the place up a bit. Well, I'm trying. Uh, trying to outfit it as much as possible. I got a couch. You asked for one of those. Yes. So there you Thank go. You. I appreciate it. We have a situation on our hands. Do you have anything... This is going to be very awkward. Do you have... A bathroom? <laughs> Do you have one? I think... No, but there's, but there's, uh, that's disgusting. There's, there's no, I have no need for any of that. There's like Wait, one what? of those porta johns down the road a bit. Hmm. You don't use a bathroom at all for anything? No. There's lots of questions that I've just learned not to ask. I'm going to use the facilities. Declan, you fill her in. Okay. You should actually fill her in. Okay. <laughs> so here's the deal a beautiful girl came over to my place and said that her boyfriend has gone missing. All that she had uh, from the the scene is this, which used to belong to Paul Revere. I like flip it. I think it was in the very horse he rode when he was warning everybody about the Redcoats. But that's an assumption. Don't really know if that's true. But I'd like to think it is. Anyway. Oh, Helix? There's this company called Helix? That's why I'm here. Okay. Who's Helix? Helix is Helix Labs? Yes. Yeah, guys. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Do you have any more information? No, I saw them in a dream. Well, premonition, really. Okay. Any more information about that? That's what I... Oh, so yeah. uh, there was a black car. Okay. That was being driven. Uh-huh. Helix Labs. Helix black Labs, car. black car. I think that's it. D- did the car belong to Helix Labs? I think so. It was a dream. I'm pretty sure it did. Did it kill the guy? See, I don't think I saw that part. I saw some chaos go down, but I can't confirm who What's did your deal? what. Oh, I have dreams that can tell me the future. Okay. 
Yeah, that sounds fair. Declan. Yes. I, I come back out. I'm, I'm changed <laughs> into another outfit. It's like a... Uh, Did you get changed in the porter drone? Yes. Well, what, that's what, very impressive. Yes, I wouldn't have expected that I, from you. I have, despite literally every indication, I do have modesty. <laughs> so, have you filled her in very concisely and cleanly, so she has no questions at all? I hope so. Do you have any questions? I have many questions. Post. Okay, you go first, and then I'll follow up. I'll ask you a question about your bathroom. Who's he? This is Declan Lestrange, an old uh, flame of mine who I'm trying to reignite. But also, we have a little (laughs) bit of an investigation at hand. Abraham, one of my close associates, has gone missing. And it is in everyone's best interest, I think, to find this man in a speedily uh, motion as we can. Mm -hmm. Okay, he said that Helix is involved because of... uh, what? Yeah. What? I don't think I told you that part. We had an hour-long car ride. You didn't bring it up. <laughs> I was trying to think of sex car puns. <laughs> That's really hard to do. All right. So far, all I can think of is like... Revan Motors? Don't waste the exhaust. Muff- what? Mufflers. Don't waste the exhaust? <laughs> <laughs> Mufflers. Stick. Windshield. There's a lot. There's... You are not trying. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. No, you're not trying. Anyway. Please. Well, I guess... I suppose I need to be filled in, too. I just saw a Helix on the side of a black car that I don't know the make and model of, which is strange because I drive a Lincoln Continental, and that means I know a lot about cars. Well, I threw that out. Yeah, I used to drive a Lincoln Continental. Oh, that changes things. uh, Well, What do you know about Helix? I do know that had I known, I probably would not have involved you. I apologize. What do you mean you wouldn't have involved me? I know it's a sore subject. You know that... I want to be involved with this stuff. Yes, it's a sore subject in that you cannot detach yourself from emotion, and we need you to be calm. Okay, well, it's nice to know who my friends are. Can you do this job and stay focused? Yes, of course I can. Can you? Yes, of course. Now that I know that I'm tracking someone down who's killing people from Helix. All right. We don't know if anyone's dead. Great. Hopefully he's not. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're all on the same page. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. Do you all need to be outfitted? What's going on? Oh, I'm I'm fine. This dime piece here, though. (laughs) I think I got everything and I show my two guns. I'm ready. Two guns. (laughs) Two guns. I can also bend reality. Point to my head. (laughs) Can you? Can you? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, it says right here, uh, (laughs) the world around me changes like a dream. Uh, He can open a door at home and find himself in a marketplace or suddenly become invisible without warning. So you can teleport. Yeah, I could kind of make like real life like a dream and dream like real life. It's very dubious. (laughs) Captain Dubious over here. So what is the thing that we do to... uh find out what our next move is uh so that that could be investigate um if there's information that you want to find out uh you can make an investigate role to get that information from me mm-hmm. okay so i'd like to using everything that i know about helix because i'm in my base of operations where i just have 
information scrawled all over the yeah, walls. Yeah, you've got your madman board. I have my board <laughs> with lots of red string. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want to know if I know someone who tracks people down with a red co- red lighted car. Of course. Yeah. So, so that would be an investigate. Yes. Okie doke. Um, so I think that this would be needs no food or drink. I think I've spent many a night gathering Ooh. up information about these these jabronis. What a that's so, that's like, a cool use of the power tech. Like, she's doing a, a real... an immortal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can't die. I'm, that's I'm, one of her powers. Yeah, I'm undead. Um, <laughs> Where have you taken me? <laughs> that's why she can't poop. <laughs> That's why she can't move. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I don't think one. tracking device works. Force field generator, ion nine blast sniper rifle. No, not three. Okay. No, I think that's the only one that actually works. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is tracking that you have over here. Oh, these still these also work. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because it's whatever power text. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All of them work. Okay. Thanks. Then and tracking. So okay. I have two that work. So two. All right. So that's seven. That becomes a nine. Nine. And let's see here. On seven to nine. On seven to nine, you choose one of these to also happen. Let's have this expose us to danger. Perfect. All right. So. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, you are going. You take them over to your impressive looking wall. You mean um, my, my crazy person wall? Your impressive crazy person wall. <laughs> it is covered in photographs of the Helix Labs compound that's located in the heart of the city. Um, it, it's full of pictures of the facility, of people moving in and out of vehicles, driving in and out of the driveway. There are pieces of red string connected to different individuals devices that look like they house the ion 9 which powers you and your equipment you look like a crazy stalker with just one look at this just obsessive just obsessive looks like my last divorce case (laughs) so you're following (laughs) you're following red strings which which is the vehicles like you've got a lot of license plate numbers and then of course there's one vehicle that uh, you caught quite recently uh, headed into Helix Labs. It doesn't tell you much because the picture is only the back of the vehicle, but it does appear to be a black sports car with a long front end, and you can see red light emanating out of the back of it, which, again, wouldn't tell you much, but it does appear to match the vehicle from Pat's vision. Declan's vision? Declan's vision. No, Pat's vision. No, Pat. Pat O'Rourke. Yeah. It was a murdered out Prius. Yeah. It was a mur- <laughs> yeah. It matches It matches the murdered out Prius. Uh, okay. Pets. Hey, that looks familiar. Okay. Let's see. Do I wonder if we can shift its stick up. Huh? What'd you think of that one? Like up where? Up <laughs> Shift it up, baby. Mm-hmm. What do you know about this vehicle, Cat? <laughs> and feel free to make up details. Oh, okay. This is the only photograph you have of it. Well, it's recent. It's uh, only been coming in and out of the compound these past, like, four months. I'd say about bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. It's twice a week. (laughs) (laughs) Or every other Uh, week. Or every other week. Ah. Which one is it that changes? In this case, it does mean, uh, like, bi-weekly meaning twice weekly. Interesting. But... The English language is funny like that. 
Could yes. have meant every other week. In, in, Doesn't indeed. in this case. I like homonyms, personally. Portmanteaus. <laughs> I haven't gotten a clean view of the person inside or nothing, but uh, there aren't any other cars like it around the lot. We should be able to get a clean view of the license plate. About what time during the day? Consistent. So, let's see. Evenings. Yeah. Early evenings, like seven. Mm-hmm. Um, coming in and then leaving around midnight mm. every night. Oh. That's five hours. Good math. <laughs> she I don't had know something that... I thought I needed. She had the good bi-weekly quip anyway. That's all I got. I don't know. I'm... I haven't been play- paying that much attention to him. I don't just watch the camp- compound all the time. I'm well, not... we have a pattern of behavior, and that's what matters. So, it seems as if we have a direction to go in. What are we thinking? I want to be clear. I'm not the leader of this group. I'm not the leader. Uh, I'm pretty sure Excalibur's leader. I don't know. I don't feel like it. I'm very... Uh, uh, fine. Oh, fine. <laughs> and as you say that, <laughs> crashing through the side of the building, through your conspiracy board, is a horrible vehicle, a midnight black sports car with red headlights. No! <laughs> they found us! <laughs> oh, my God! I made mean, life a lot easier! What? <laughs> Exposed you to danger. That's what's happening. <laughs> Like the most exposed, the very most exposed. As, as exposed as it possibly can. And I talking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry, we'll be back with more City of Mist next week. One Shot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener looking to find a new show, try Campaign. It's like three men and a baby in space. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at PeachesAndHotSauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Because-